0: Welcome, Race fans. This is the Debris in Turn 3 Fancast, and we are back with another episode to bring you our grandstandings perspective of all the action in the NASCAR Cup Series from Phoenix International Raceway. We're in Brooklyn, New York City. My name is Matt. My name is Dan. This is the Debris in Turn 3 Fancast. And it's championship week. Yes, it is.
1: Championship week and also the penultimate episode for our season. This year. It's been a great season so far. Has been pretty good. It's been a lot of fun doing the show. Yeah. So let's keep it going. As always, we're going to go over our fantasy results from Phoenix. Uh, We're going to talk about the race and recap the rest of the weekend and the other two series. Then we'll get to our news section. And then we'll look ahead to Miami. See who will be crowning as a champion in the top three series.
0: Can't wait to hear your prediction, Dan. Yep. But before we uh, get on to that, let's just, I haven't seen you since last week's show, so what's up, man? How was last weekend? Did you get a chance to watch the race? I did watch the race, but as usual, I watched it on DVR,
1: but had good reason. Um, I went out to Long Island and visited my new nephew, Zeno.
0: Zeno. Yeah. I can't wait for that kid to get a pair of hockey skates.
1: (laughs) Get him hockey skates, put him behind a car.
0: Exactly. He's going to do everything that... Well, with a name like Zeno, he said he could either be a great hockey player or look good on the top of our window in a race car. Yeah. I'm going out to visit Zeno this weekend once the folks get back to New York from snowbirding for the Mm -hmm. holiday season and for the Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. I'm going to be spending it out there. Uh, But last weekend, I did get a chance to watch the, the race live. Like, I have been yep. on Sundays. And the only thing about this past weekend was, man, I, even, I was I did more live tweeting and <laughs> texting and stuff during the race with a bunch of people that I have in a long time. But I was hurting because I was out the night before for a birthday party yep. at the gutter. Ah, love the gutter. Yeah, the gutter's a cool spot.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, all I could think about while I was there was that that, the gutter was the last place that the doctor that came down with Ebola, it was like the Uh, last place that he was before he started to get treatment for it and everything. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. So (laughs) I met up with everybody. I'm like, oh, yeah, the gutter, this is great. I'm like, this is where that doctor was when he had Ebola. The (laughs) pair faces were just like, what? (laughs) So did you get some bowling in? I actually didn't bowl. (laughs) I just drank. All right. The lane, you know, there's not a lot of lanes there and it's just jammed up. I mean, people just kind of throwing balls all over the place and stuff like that. Uh, But I was, man, just this whole weekend, I was just so exhausted. I worked Saturday. And so Friday, I was, I'm like, you know what? They're going to, everyone's going to decide who's going to be in the championship. I'm just going to chill out and watch the races this weekend. So Friday, I get home from work. I'm like, I'm just going to hang. And I'm just going to watch a truck race, chill. I got work in the morning. Yep. But lo and behold, I'm chilling out in the afternoon. And I get a text from a friend. And she's like, hey, want to meet up for a drink? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so now we go out on a Friday for yep. a happy hour, get a couple of drinks. Decide we want to get some food. Walk down the block, get some dinner. I picked up the check, As you should. Right? It's not a date, though, mind you. It's not a date. (laughs) That's right. And then we go back to my apartment with a couple of bottles of wine and, like, (laughs) hang out. Next thing you know, it's like 1230. It's not a date. Yeah. Kind of sounds like one, though. (laughs) (laughs) It got to the point where I I was just like, you know what? I've got to go to bed because I got to work tomorrow. And, uh, damn, dude, I just feel like we were just on the show talking about how we were having endless summer here in New York. But it has just gotten bitingly cold lately. Yeah
1: not so much today, but definitely the last couple of days. It's like winter just decided to hit.
0: Well, I'm on the bare open top of a building on the Mm. East River right now. So even though it was 50 degrees (laughs) today and I would kind of dress down just a bit. Yeah. And I had to make a run for a sweatshirt (laughs) because the wind was just ripping through me and I was, I was so cold. And, uh, Man, so there was a lot to look forward to this weekend at Phoenix with the racing. I also was very much into waking up to check out the finale of the MotoGP series, but I just never got up in time to watch (laughs) that. So I ended up kind of just laying around the house, ordered in some Anthony and Sons Panini Shop. Nice. Dude, this place in Williamsburg. Best sandwiches. Best sandwiches. You hit them up on Seamless and... They're there in, like, a half hour. Like, hands down the best. Mm. So I do, like, a little brunch thing on sometimes Sunday for myself, man, if I'm not going anywhere. I do, like, a little Manhattan special soda. Yeah. Sounds nice. A little... Maybe a little... Maybe a bagel <laughs> with an egg. I don't know. Just what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. So that was last weekend. And I was, uh, was kind of looking at all the pics and... I was just thinking that Chuck, you know, we're going on to our uh, Fox Fantasy okay. League Debris Turn Three, uh, very competitive, great season there. And I was looking at the picks, and I was kept noticing that a lot of guys, you know, were using some of these lower-priced drivers that you might find hmm. in our Wave Arounders League. Yeah, and turns out that Asphalt Ass Clowns with 187 <laughs> points comes in first. And then he was got on the backs of Ty Dillon with that one with 48 points. Yeah. Vegas bound in second, 174 points. And in third... Yours truly, high, wide, and handsome. Nice. Came in with a podium position there. Uh, you were kind of poised for the first place position.
1: Yeah. Uh, Would have been nice. Uh, who else did I pick? I know I have, we have Jimmy Johnson and Ricky Stenhouse. You put those on here.
0: Um, <laughs> well, Jimmy Johnson had his unfortunate troubles with the outside wall, so if yeah. you didn't have those two points from him, I think you maybe could have taken a first-place finish.
1: Probably, yeah, because who else did I have? I had Ricky Stenhouse Jr. got me 52 points. That was the most out of all the picks I had. Brad Kizasli with 25, Clint Boyer 35, Kevin Harvick 37. So, yeah, all-around
0: good day except for Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Sometimes that's one guy you need. To, you need to have a full team of five drivers scoring top points in this league to be able to come out and on top. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you don't, you're gonna find yourself sinking down in the in the standings.
1: Yeah. And Man, even the second
0: place Vegas pick. bound went with Eric Almarola as one of his picks and got a big forty five points from him. So I was proud yeah. to see these wave-around drivers cashing in big <laughs> for the the big league. Yeah. Maybe
1: the waiver rounders league is gonna have to expand to. To Fox.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see for next season. There's some things in the works that may, may might take the structure of the Wave Rounders League over to the Fox League because it's been yeah. the. I mean, the Wave Rounders League, in my opinion, has just been loads of fun, and for a four-team league, it's been hotly contested every week. Yeah. Who won this week?
1: This week. Uh... Oh,
0: I see who won. <laughs> I did Oh, you did, yeah By a large margin <laughs> Well, if, it, if I didn't
1: miss last week's race and get all my good picks through the points Then I probably would have had a better
0: uh, race this past week But, yeah I outscored you guys so much that I thought for a moment there was a huge upset in the <laughs> last race And I actually gasped yeah. while checking the scores Do you remember? I no. text you. No. Remember the recap?
1: Oh, yeah. So <laughs> so Matt sends the points, and I had been leading in this league like all year, and he sends me the, the, the two people that wound up getting into the championship, and I was not one of them. By one point. By one point. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I had a really good run, like, it was very disappointing. But then just jokingly, I was like, I demand a recount. Like, I was just like being funny. And I was like, no. Yeah. (laughs) But, lo and behold,
0: Matt made a scoring error. I did. When I was entering the chosen drivers onto our sheet where we keep track, I was like, oh, wait a minute, Dan, you picked David Reagan already. This is going to be a penalty. (laughs) But then I realized that you didn't, in fact, choose David Reagan on Sunday, but you, in fact, picked Landon Castle, yep. who scored 13 points, which puts you over the hump and knocked me back into the third position. So we're going to have a head-to-head competition for the championship on Sunday, you versus Brian. Yep, and I'm going to win. You sure about that? Yep, I'm confident. Well, don't forget... Even for the waiver rounders is a grand prize, just like the Fox Sports League. So, you gotta hope you want to be able to get
1: yeah. get in this on mystery su- mis- mystery prize that you have not announced yet.
0: No, no, haven't announced. We'll announce it on the last show. Uh, uh, it's, it's a surprise, man. You know, I want to <laughs> see the reaction on your face when I'm like, "Here, Dan or Brian is yeah. <laughs> your uh, your prize." Uh, so we'll we do a head to head, and then we're gonna do three versus four. Is uh, Chuck versus myself, and I was thinking that while I was tallying up all the scores, I was thinking that because we use the drivers, maybe we should make the playoff races worth some more points. So in that championship race, mm-hmm. you can like playoff points would count in that championship race also. Maybe up to a maximum of, like, 10 points or something. Maybe make each win worth three or two or something like that. Just so you can, because I don't want anybody to kind of sandbag (laughs) in the playoffs. I want you to have to try to, like, compete for the win, which is also why I feel like maybe we should make this last race worth some extra points or something. Maybe we'll carry them over to next season. Yeah, it's a good idea. So like one it. in one versus two, three versus four, but whoever scores the most, like wins the race, and then yeah. they'll just be a little incentive and bonus, and we'll carry that over to next season. I like it. That sounds pretty cool, right? Yeah. So going into the next next race, this is a big wave around as race, there's not a lot of drivers left to choose. So you could gamble and take number seven. Tommy Baldwin Racing is going to be in in the field. Mm-hmm. Also, Timmy Hill. Those are two open cars. You could choose them. Kay. But. We all have our MVP picks also. Yep. So I figure we're going to go with some of them as not giving away my secrets. <laughs> well, you Dan your your MVP is Bain, you yeah. know, so you can expect him to be on the roster. I have Jones, Brian's got Stenhouse, Chuck's got Suarez. Those are pretty much the three top guys there. Um that about does it for a little recap on the, the fantasy, but man, this is it. This is Championship Weekend on all fronts. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs Excited. up. Excited. Let's talk about Phoenix. Uh, because... Before we move on, though, yeah. I just would like yeah. to give a little shout-out on the show today to my Uncle Joe down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been feeling so well. He was just in the hospital, had some surgery, but he's back home now recovering. Okay. So I just want to say a shout-out to Joe. I hope you feel better. Get well soon, and... Uh, Get ready for the Daytona 500. We have a big season ahead of us. Yeah. P- according
1: to Denny Hamlin, unless you travel with the NASCAR schedule, you're not allowed to count down the days till Daytona.
0: Yeah, I saw that. What does was, that mean? <laughs> was he trying to get on the good side of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s fans or something? Uh, I think it's a little too late for you, Denny. Yeah. They all chose in Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know what? He's, chase Elliott's going to be.
1: I think he's going to be the most popular driver for the next, however many years that he's in the sport. You know, Uh,
0: he 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 may may certainly may. Uh, They actually just released the voting for the popular driver. I think I saw that today. I scanned through something on Instagram. You can go now, NASCAR.com, and vote for most popular driver. I think Junior pretty much has it wrapped up still for this season.
1: Cool. All right, let's get to Phoenix. Just going to start. So let's start at the end of the race. Matt Kenseth gets the big win. Yeah, man. First win of the season, 51 race winless streak.
0: snapped. Yep. Right at the end of his career. Yep. Storybook race. I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was a good race. I did too. In fact, I rank it up there with one of the best races I feel like I've ever seen, especially in recent memory.
1: I wouldn't go that far, but I'd say it's a good race. Yeah? Good race leading up to the final the final four, championship four.
0: I just feel like there's there were it this race just had so much of everything. I'm not like I said, I'm not saying it's like the best race that I've ever seen, but I think it ranks up there. I could say like top twenty. It's just huh. there was just a lot. Going on, and, I yeah. mean, that's like an off-season thing. Go, you know, rank your top 20 individual races. That would yeah. be hard, but this Phoenix race could maybe be in there. I mean, I had me on the edge of the seat at the end of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely at the end, but, I mean, I mean there was a lot of things. Larson gets the stage win, so you think he's been having a little bit of bad luck lately, you know, gets a stage win, maybe he'd go on to win the race, but,
0: nope, blows an engine. <laughs> and Again. he looks super fast, and... Yeah. To me, every time that kid jumps out in front, I feel like he's trying to make a statement now in the playoffs that he got eliminated, but yeah. two engine failures in the playoffs. I, I mean, this is still a playoff race. Do they, is right. this a playoff? If playoff. a guy wins a race now, does it count as like a playoff win, or do you have to be in the playoffs? So you
1: have to be in the playoffs.
0: I, still, I feel like the drivers should get counted as like a playoff win. There, cause it's still the playoffs. They're in the yeah. race. And it's and it's like a big it's a big race, it's yeah. super competitive. Yeah. Everyone's trying really hard. Yeah, but he wins stage one. Denny Hamlin came in second in stage one, yep. and then Denny Hamlin wins stage two, completely erasing the nineteen point gap he had with Brad Keselowski. Yeah, well, he for was final leading spot.
1: a bunch. Toward in like the middle of the race, right in that second stage.
0: Oh, Hamlin was up front the whole race. There were only four leaders in this entire race. Yeah. not many lead changes. Hamlin, Elliott, Blaney in in the beginning a bit. Mm-hmm. They they were the only leaders of the race. Yeah. And Hamlin was, he was he was dominating. Yeah. And then things just started to get. A little crazy after the second stage. Well, actually, right at the end of the second stage, because that's when Jimmy Johnson had his trouble. Yeah. What happened? He had a tire go down, or...? Seven-time champ. Had a t- tire go down, hit the wall. With, like, two laps to go in stage two. Yep. Chad Knauss is all over him on the radio. <laughs> Why aren't you moving high? The other guys are going high. You're not going high. What's yeah. Where's the speed? The way those two talk to each other on the radio... Yeah, it's unlike any other team. Like you could see, kind of why, why they, they are, are so at, successful. Yeah, they push. They definitely push each other. Yeah, yeah, that
1: was rough. I mean, I didn't think that he had any chance, really, of making it to the final four. But didn't you predict him to win the race last week? No, did I?
0: I'm pretty sure you did. You thought no, he was... because
1: I predicted that Kozlowski would get into the final four.
0: Oh, you did? Yeah, my mistake. But you did.
1: Maybe I have him for the poll. I don't remember. We we'll
0: have to go back. Oh, to geez. Thing. Yeah, we don't remember. We got to like write down. <laughs> yeah. Like when we make these predictions, we got to yeah. write them down so we have them for the next show. Because I feel like every time we're sitting across from each other, we're yeah. going, "Wait a minute, what happened?" Like with the <laughs> predictions last week. Do you remember who you take? Yeah. Well, we've been pretty good because you 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 had Blaney on the poll, which was good. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I got had Blaney. Oh, so that's what it was. I had Blaney on the poll, and I, and because getting into the final four so I was two for three predictions. Okay. Whoever the winner was, I don't remember who I chose to win.
0: I had uh I had Hamlin for the win. I know that. And for a while it looked like a good prediction cuz yeah. man he that he was running strong. Yeah. Like I said, he won that second st- stage, but then he ran into Chase Elliott on the racetrack. Yeah. And Dan, what happened? He got payback.
1: It was, I don't, so I don't really know if it was more like payback. I mean, Chase Elliott was just running hard the entire race because at one what do point... What you uh, Yes and no, because I've said this multiple times on the show now. The fenders on these cars are flared out so much so that anytime there's the slightest bit of contact, you're going to have a tire rub or a tire go down. And that's exactly what happened. I mean chase say Chase made the same move on Newman like earlier in the race, just like bumped him right out of the way, and he did the exact same thing to Hamlin, and yeah, it was payback for the Martinsville thing, but he was just running hard, you know he wants to get up to the front, you know he put the nose in there, you know, that and then Denny wound up having a tire rub and just took him out of the race. I see it a bit differently than that, okay.
0: How do you see it? Well, let's, when I was, at this point of the race, I had Chase Elliott's onboard camera on my laptop. Because mm. he was catching up to Denny, it was the end of the race. Yeah. And I had bro- the broadcast on my TV and then I had onboards on the laptop to my right, did a little spin in my chair <laughs> and I got focused in on that one. And he was all over Denny Hamlin's bumper. And I'm, going to my, I'm saying to myself, man, he's, he's, he's messing with Denny right now. He was just giving a mm-hmm. little bump, a little bump there. And it looked like Denny was giving him the inside. Like, hey, man, you're faster. Yeah. But Chase was just messing with him. And I liked it because like Chase needed to do that.
1: Yeah. I don't know if he was messing with them because Chase was trying to, I mean, he was still trying to get that championship, uh, that win to get into, either a win or points to get into the championship. Denny Hamlin already had his win, so there was no need for
0: him to be racing
1: someone that hard who isn't in the
0: Final Four. Right. Well, that's the thing because Chase, I mean, I'm sorry, Denny could have, backed out of it and let Chase just, you know, just go. I, I yeah. mean, and in hindsight, he's really well, almost what he should have done. He should have just let off and been like, go. But I do, it just looked like Denny was, I mean, I'm sorry, just like Chase was just giving him little bumps on that left rear when they were going yeah. into the corner. And, because at that point, Denny Hamlin had all those stage points. He was running well ahead of Brad Keselowski on points he was in, Chase Elliott, he needed the win. You said maybe points. He had no chance on points. He had a he just needed a Hail Mary. He needed yeah. a win. And he had the speed in the car to win the race. And he was on his way to the front. But to me, it just seemed like he was just hanging around, handling like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, but I liked it though, because I was like, okay, get in this guy's head. Like get yeah. in his head. And I was kept thinking to myself, Denny Hamlin, like, what's he thinking? Like, oh, geez, is this guy going to... Is he going to spin me out? Is he going to do it? Yeah. And then what everyone keeps saying was racing hard, coming out of turn four. That was Chase Elliott deliberately putting Denny Hamlin into the fence. He, like... Yeah. He gave him a little nudge. It's a, I mean, we've seen it hundreds of times at, at Riverhead in the short track. Yeah. You get onto somebody, you take a half a lane away, and you just drive... The, coming out of the corner... You put him up in the fence, and I loved it, because all I could think about was what was going through Denny Hamlin's mind.
1: Yeah.
0: Was he in the car going, like, come on, Chase, like just go around me, like you know, like, you got it, getting the bumps, and then he's coming out of the corner, and then all I could think about was Denny just going like, oh shit, this is it, <laughs> this is it, yeah. and Chase made it look great. I mean, it was executed yeah. perfectly, it was warranted. What what happened to him at Martinsville, but it was payback, and he put him in the fence. Nonetheless, like that's what it was. I mean, people keep saying, "Oh, it was just hard racing." My ass, that was just hard (laughs) racing. That was payback, and it was done so well that I can't help but think that his old man and him probably discussed that this week of a good way to really pay a guy back. Yeah, because that's what
1: it looked like to me. It's just like in hockey when. If someone, say, someone hits you and you want to get him back or they do something dirty, and then uh, maybe the next time you ride on the ice, you reach out, you stick just a little bit far, but keep your feet moving, and
0: maybe the guy falls over and you don't get a tripping penalty. Yeah, something like that. It, you know, He just made it look slick. Yeah. He made it look like a racing thing, but, I mean, he came out of that corner high and left no oh, room yeah, for definitely. Hamlin and just yeah. kind of put him in the fence. And he was waiting for Hamlin to bounce off that fence, and he got away. Sure, he got a little contact, and I actually was kind of being like, oh, you're crazy, Chase, because you're going for a win. You can't be fooling around with Denny Hamlin like this. But yeah. hey, the crowd loved it. They went crazy. The that. crowd absolutely loved it. And then not only that, they loved it just a few laps later when I was, had the onboard of mm-hmm. Brad Keselowski, because now Denny Hamlin's tire's rubbing, I'm clicking yeah, yeah. over to Brad Keselowski, I'm all <laughs> like, well, what is gonna ha- what's going on here? The wall was already on fire prior yeah. to this. <laughs> like, just crazy stuff was happening at the end of the race. Like, yeah. you always know when you're watching a good NASCAR race when just crazy shit just starts happening, <laughs> like, towards the end. Yeah. A guy jumps out of a car and tries to fix his fender, or, like, the tire goes <laughs> on fire, just... Just some crazy stuff starts going yeah. on. I think Denny uh not Denny, I think Chase probably
1: could have gotten the win, but like you said, so much stuff started happening. I forget who wrecked that their some part of their car went in between the safer barrier and the wall and set up one of the, the foam blocks on fire that put us on the Chris Busher.
0: Yeah. Right. He just looked like a rotor exploded or yeah. something. He, that guy just lost it and he hit the wall hard. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, the yeah, fire slipped Yeah, there was a
1: fire. And then right after that, there was just, like, caution after caution. Trevor Bain just, like, lost it coming out of four and hit the wall, like, head on. Yeah, a
0: couple of hard hits in this yeah. race. So, and then even right at the end, I think the last, the second to last caution was for, you know, Cole Witt blowing a tire and hitting the wall. But just, you know, making another late race restart, late pitch strategy. And then the last yellow came out. When finally that tire blew, and I was watching that from Brad Keselowski's onboard, because yeah. that tire was smoking, and I'm like, "Oh, geez. like what's gonna happen now? This is this is the battle for the points. Like, if he passes him, he's in. If he stays yep. behind him, he's out." And then all of a sudden, that number eleven car just went right into the <laughs> outside, and the place erupted. Yeah, erupted. It was wild, man. Uh, I'll tell you, I was like on the edge of my seat at the yeah. end of that race.
1: I mean, the end of it definitely made it a good race, like that all that stuff, so I'll give it that
0: but I'll tell you what if i would be I would be more concerned if I were chase Elliott fans with the fact that this kid was just eaten up at the end of the race again by a veteran yeah i frankly, I'm glad that Matt Kansas got this emotional win uh for you know his for the, like his career, yeah. It's it's great, like it's a storybook ending and you can't write scripts like that in sports. Mm -hmm. But that Chase Elliott should have won that race. I
1: mean, yes. You could always say, you look back, you say, blah blah blah, should have won that race or could have won that race, but you know what? This kid's young. He's got plenty of time to win those races, you know? It just so happens that he got beat out by a veteran who we don't know if he's gonna be coming back ever. But he gets his first win of the of the
0: year, and it, yeah, that's the way it is. It was just too reminiscent of Dover when he had the lead and Kyle Busch caught him, and he just he made no adjustments to try to like stay in front. He was just kind of like, oh well, the twenty was faster, and there was really nothing I could do. Well, and those things, uh, you know, he's
1: got one more. Maybe he maybe he wins the race in Miami. You know, maybe he gets his first win. The last race of the season
0: no and maybe i mean that would be cool it doesn't really do him any good for the championship but i mean yeah.
1: but at least you get that momentum going and maybe that momentum stays with them through the winter and when it comes time for daytona maybe he gets a 500 victory
0: that would be kind of cool i mean if if it, chase Elliott was able to do something like that number nine car daytona 2018 dale jr retired Oh, my God. It, this will just solidify him as just everyone's favorite driver. Yeah. But I tell you, there's a lot of fans out there, though, that now that everything's happened between him and Hamlin, like, some people really dislike him now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be the rivalry now for a little while. So now that, because I, I consider that payback, is, is it over between them? Mm, no. These things kind of, so. like, never go away, yeah.
1: really. It was just, like, Kyle Busch and, uh, Brad Keselowski, they
0: still have a thing going. Um,
1: who else? Like, well, I really couldn't help. I there was
0: so much chatter about the payback between you know this if this is was in fact payback, comparing it to Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano. Oh, but yeah. I just that is that was like a completely different level though. Yeah. Like yeah, the guy Denny wrecked him, and spun him out and crashed him. because I mean this is a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Denny wrecked. Chase put him in the fence. His day was done.
1: Yeah.
0: Chase put him up in the fence, didn't end the day, but led to a tire rub. So, some people are like, you can't compare the two because he wrecked him and Chase gave him a chance to run. But it was retaliation, regardless. It was like elegant retaliation. Elegant retaliation. (laughs) It's exactly like (laughs) what it was. But at the end of the day, it's still a retaliation. Yeah. So then that started the whole debate about what Kenseth had done to Logano at Martinsville. But even though I was saying that, yes, I think it's retaliation, to me, those two circumstances were completely different. Yeah. Like, Kenseth was lapsed down, not contending, and just looked for the leader and just took him out. Yeah. Chase kind of. I don't know. It just he made it look good. It was great. It was it was a fantastic move. I'm Very proud of Chase Elliott and Denny. Listen, you had it coming to you, man. It's almost like you want to be aggressive, mm-hmm. and you have to be aggressive if you want to win in the playoffs. But it's also you're kind of you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you make that move, you know this guy is going to look for you. Yeah, if you ruin his chances of. A championship they may well in fact ruin your chances of a championship, yeah, so is it worth it to get physical with a guy on the racetrack
1: yeah, I think so
0: so maybe you have to like maybe you have to wait a round or two, you don't like don't you don't make contact with a guy in the first two rounds of a you know two first two races of a round or something, yeah, well, just like what what chase did like you don't just like deliberately go
1: out and try to wreck someone you just if it happens to if the
0: moment you know comes and
1: you have a chance then you just you gotta do a lot that's of
0: why that. I said I loved it because I <laughs> just I couldn't help but put myself in Denny Hamlin's race car yeah and I just in my mind I'm picturing him just going like yeah. realizing it's happening <laughs> yeah Cause you're like, you had to be like, oh shit, like, and then because he just, you know, scraped the wall, yeah. kind of went down to the chase, and next thing you know, he has a left rear tire rub. A few laps later, he's in the fence. His race is over, and his championship hopes are gone again. Yep. So, Denny, no championships yet. Yep. Let's move on.
1: Uh... Wrap up the rest of the weekend with the the trucks and Xfinity.
0: Yeah, I feel like we have to... We don't typically go too much into the Xfinity and the Camping World Truck Series, but, I mean, this was a big weekend, and we saw some great racing, so I feel like we should recap a little bit what happened, because I did manage to watch the Xfinity race. I didn't get a chance to see the truck race, because on NBC Sports app, you can watch full event replays. Mm. But the truck races are broadcast on Fox Sports 1, and you can watch the races on the Fox Sports Go app, but they don't have full event replays. So I was only able to watch some highlights of the truck series race.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Did you catch any highlights or anything of the truck series? I
1: did not see anything... For The trucks or Xfinity,
0: you didn't No. Oh man, see, when I made up the show sheet, I was gonna put some links in to some <laughs> uh, of the highlights in YouTube videos. Yeah, so what are you just gonna we're gonna sit here, my recount of uh, uh, what, what
1: happened. Yeah, why don't you just do some like quick bullet points that way we can get to the news?
0: Yeah, okay, so um, just to fill you in, Dan, yeah, they tried to go six wide coming out of the, the dog leg at a
1: That I did see. You did see? that, yeah. That didn't work (laughs) out. And so that
0: was a big hit for Ryan Truex. Yeah. Three cars were in the wall. That was pretty wild. But prior to that, Austin Sindrick, who did advance, made contact with Ben Rhodes, who was trying to advance. And it started one of these age-old debate things. It was on a restart going into turn one, and Sindrick... Dies below Rhodes on the inside line. Rhodes yeah. goes to make the block, but at that point he's there already, and Cindric just spins Rhodes into the inside wall. He crashes, yeah. spins, comes up the racetrack, collects Matt Crafton. Yeah. So it was like a lot of finger pointing after that race. Yeah, what do you think about that move into turn turn one and the the whole blocking and stuff like that? Um, I mean, I'm fine with it, but we'll see what happens
1: next not next time we go to Phoenix. I think next fall they'll have it reconfigured. So that way the, the start finish line will be like right before the dog legs. So you're not going to have that chance to just like dive down. Oh, well
0: when Cindric and Rhodes made contact, this was on the restart going into yeah. turn one. Yeah. So right where that like inside wall is. Yeah. So like they were in the line and he like jumped out and he went to block and he was just there and he just yeah. put him in the fence. Yeah, I mean, like I'm cool with that, but
1: you just got to make sure that you're
0: cleared of the guy, you know, before you make that move. I know, but a little bit of an unpopular opinion. I feel like, you know, how they make them like stay in the line until the the start finish line on the restarts stuff. I I almost feel like they you should you should have to make it through turn one. That if you wreck in turn one, you're like, you get a penalty or something like nah, that. I don't know, like, because then that's like
1: the overtime line, and it's like, you got to stay in line through this. Because then where does it end? If you stay in line through turn one and two, yeah, well, like, where does it end? You have to stay in line throughout the entire first lap.
0: Like, no, I, I It's don't, like I the don't, green flag drops, and you're free to do whatever that's you want. But it's like not really the case because the green flag doesn't drop and you go because it's, this is all on the control car on the restart. Like, this whole of all the rules that NASCAR has, and everyone cries about, they need to s- sort out this restart issue, because what good is having a green white checker finish because that's what that's how this race finished. So there was twenty to go, Rose and Sendrick made contact and crashed. after that, after that was the six wide. they were racing, they wrecked, which then there ended up being a green-white checker, and John Hunter Niemicek, who was eighth in the points going into this race, started on the outside, or second. My memory is fading. I see Johnny Sorda's truck taking the lead. Uh, but when you're that control car, like you could, like, if the second-place guy doesn't time the start perfectly... Mm-hmm. You're, like, at a disadvantage for the first two laps. Like, you're just not catching the guy.
1: Yeah, That's why I don't like the whole how the leader gets an advantage on everything. Like, when the green flag drops, like, yes, maybe you have to stay in line through the start-finish line, but it doesn't matter who goes first or, you know, I don't know.
0: I just feel like, because I also, like, there is absolutely zero point to having a flagman at the race. I just feel like... We need Harold Kinder back. Like, we need him in control of the field. Yep. Like, the pace car's in, Flagman's got the green. And I think, like, when that green flag flies, whether you had the lead before that yellow flag or whatever, like, when the green flag flies, like, it's just races on.
1: Yeah, I, th- I feel I'm,
0: like we're saying the same thing. Well, you don't you don't like that the leader gets to choose his restart position you don't like that yep. the leader gets all the the advantages yeah. on the restart yeah I'm saying that yes I agree the reader leader does get an advantage with how it's set up which is why I would like to just see them just throw a green throw a green flag and if you're lined up next to the guys you just go and just yeah. race into turn one yeah Racing purists were like, "But well, that guy had the lead, so he should, you know, lead the ra- I don't know. Nah, so anyway, at the end of the truck yeah. race, at the end of the truck race, Johnny Sauter got his second in a row. Mm-hmm. And we now have the championship four set for the trucks this weekend. Johnny Sauter in a Chevy, Austin Sindrick, in a Ford, Matt Crafton, and Christopher Bell both in Toyotas. So who gets the championship? Um, Man, oh, man. I, I'm going to go with the defending title champion, Johnny Sauter. I'm, like, into these vets, yeah. you know, kind of schooling the young kids and taking the win, and I like to see these guys get success because they've been hanging in the series and racing for a long time. And Johnny Sauter, he's guy's got a lot of passion and yeah. races hard, and he's probably having more success now than he's had in his entire uh, NASCAR careers. Uh, keep it going for this yeah. guy.
1: I th- Yeah, I mean, it's always easy to, especially in the truck series, to go for a guy like Sauter or Crafton, but Christopher Bell is going to be running Xfinity next year, right? Yes. So I think he gets a truck championship right before he makes the
0: move. Really? Yep. I was... I just... Kids got to speed, and the talent... I just think this is a high pressure situation mm-hmm. this weekend. And I don't see him capitalizing on a championship versus those other drivers. Uh, I would actually kind of like to see Austin Sindrick get it for Brad Keselowski Truck yeah. Series. Like they're, you know, right they're closing they up shop yeah. at the end of the season. So that would be, you know, a great thing for them. And who knows, maybe a championship gives them a little uh, momentum or incentive to. Keep the team going or anything. Yeah. Uh, you, you you never know. Yeah. But uh, that's the truck series.
1: Yeah. Do you want to skip over Xfinity, or do you want to do a quick Xfinity
0: recap? Oh, man, we have to talk about the Xfinity real quick. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go into it that a uh, couple of big, big things that happened. Okay, so the yeah. Xfinity race I watched last night. Okay. Even though <laughs> <No>, I saw <laughs> all, the, all the highlights, and I heard all the controversy leading into the race because... None of the junior motorsports teams had their pick crews there that week. Why? Well, I mean, you listened to Door Bumper Clear, right? Yeah, not recently. The last couple of shows have been really good. You should check them out. Uh, But I actually hadn't been listening to it until the last couple of weeks. I kind of got back on it. But remember, they were always joking around about that charter jet service that they take. Oh, yeah. They're always bitching and complaining about it. It's, like, late at night or terrible flights. So guys didn't make it to the track. They didn't make it to the track for the (laughs) Phoenix race. So luckily, Hendrick has... And I don't know. I'm now curious to see how this works. Yeah. Hendrick had... Their cup guys? No, no, no. Like, developmental pit crew guys that he said were... I heard one... Reporters say that they were servicing like other teams, like maybe smaller like they teams, them out to other teams. Like, like you know, yeah. paid to have like this pit crew. Yeah. But these are the guys because now the junior motorsports team pit crews are Hendrick pit crews. The yeah. Hendrick trains trains them. Right. But the guys that they had to race were not the regular pit crews. Interesting. And they like they were kind of like second, third string guys that I guess <laughs> they were leasing out to other teams. Yeah. So now, like, first yellow flag, and these guys, they're, they're down on the knee in the pit yeah. lane. Like, they're like, it was kind of cool to watch. It's like, this is a big shot for them <laughs> to impress. Yeah. And there's guys on on top of the pit box, that, you know, crew chiefing for William Byron, who <laughs> at the end of the race, I mean, made a big call to only take two at the end. But I mean, yeah. like, come on, like, I could have made that call at the end of the race. I would have yeah. been like, William, we're taking two. <laughs> but uh, it was real close. Brennan Poole Mm -hmm. hits a lap car and tries to dive down below it, and he ends up making contact and crashing. He's out, done. And then so the whole end of the race, Cole Custer and Daniel Hemrick were just going back and forth, man, until the checkered flag just fell, and they were... They were just, like, right there, and Custer just came, like, one spot shy of of making it. And this guy, Daniel Hemrick, for Richard Childress Racing, like, he's, like, a wild card in here now. Like, I think it's cool. And I had my eye on that guy. I've been watching him in late models. I've seen him in super late models and everything. I've had my eye on him. And uh, when he got the ride with Childress, I was excited. Yeah. So now he made it into the the Final Four for
1: the Xfinity series, so... You got William Byron, Elliot Sadler, Justin Allgaier, and Daniel Hemrick. So, all Chevys. All Chevys. So who do you
0: think who's going to take it home? I am going to go with my heart on this one. And just like I chose the veteran in the truck series, I'm going with Elliot Sadler in this one. I want to yeah. s- see Elliot get the championship yeah. this season. Uh, did he get it last
1: year? Wasn't he the champ last year?
0: He More recently, I think. Oh my god. Dan, why do you ask these too? questions live on the broadcast? <laughs> like uh, to keep you sharp. <laughs> I know, because I'm like, wait a minute, like I know who won the Xfinity Series Championship last year, but now I'm just like, wait a minute, who the heck? Yeah, let's do a quick Google search. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, I mean, come on. Twenty We got we gotta know we have to know this one. Xfinity While you F- look yeah. that up though, I'll just tell you, man, there was some fantastic shots on the broadcast though. At the end of the race, first off, Custer's car, that kid for Haas, he can drive. And I'm looking forward to what he's going to do in his career because that kid was looking for, he was trying to get everything he could get out of that car. He was downshifting into the corners, dropping it into fourth, going through that dog leg, and he was doing everything he could. And he and Hemrick both had, you you know when the drivers wear the white racing gloves? Yeah. When the camera's on them, man, oh, man, you could see right into that cockpit and see them fighting that wheel going mm-hmm. into the corners. I almost feel like they should make all drivers wear white gloves like for Just the so you can see for hands. the TV. I yeah. think it's like very impactful yeah. for how you watch it. Okay, so I was wrong.
1: Uh, last year's champion was Daniel Suarez. Of course, Suarez. How did we forget yeah. that? Um, yeah, but I don't even see Chase Elliott. Because I could have, I was just watching NASCAR America. I could have sworn they said something about him being a champion. But either way, yes, I would. I was thinking Elliott Sadler too, but again, I'm gonna go with the young kid. I think William Byron gets his championship before he makes his move up to the cup.
0: Wow. So you think all these guys are gonna get that championship before they make their next step to the yeah bigger hey, series? Suarez
1: did it. Why can't these guys?
0: That's true. And there's no reason with the way that they've been racing this year, especially coming off a win, there's no reason whatsoever that William Byron cannot win on Sunday. And Justin Allgaier has also been running really strong lately. And then, like I said, this guy hemricks the wild card in the whole thing. So Friday's race for the trucks is definitely something to watch. Saturday in the Xfinity Series is going to be exciting. Yeah, And uh, let's... uh, News? Yeah. News. 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 <laughs> news. <laughs> okay. That's Wait, you got news? I got news. <laughs> um, All right, Dan, yeah, so yeah. lead us off with the uh, right. so first item of, on your news list. Yeah, a
1: lot of this stuff is just like, you know, uh, sponsor stuff and like paint schemes and stuff, but did you happen to watch the Budweiser video that they put out, like thanking Dale Jr.? No. <laughs> <laughs> i think i mean this video was I, I think this video was better than the one that like uh, was it a, i forget who did the jeter one when he was retiring it wasn't the yankees but like i forget like what company put out a whole big like
0: thing to I, I remember Geter. watching somebody sending me like oh you gotta watch this video from yeah. Derek jeter but This
1: Dale Jr. one blew that one away.
0: That video was good, man. I watched it like
1: three times in a (laughs) row. (laughs) It was real good. Um, All right. So we've been talking about this guy all season. Had a couple of chances with uh, Gibbs and Xfinity. He's going to be running the number 18 uh, Safe Flight Camry in in the Xfinity race at Miami this weekend. And he's going to be running part-time... For Gibbs in 2018. I Who's spending. that, Dan? Brian Priest. Heck yeah, man! Boy, so real proud of him that you know. Right. You know, grassroots racer is getting the opportunity.
0: Modified series zone. Riverhead Raceway zone. I'm happy for this kid, yeah. man. He, what a way to capitalize on your big shot, and then turn it into a part time you know series next year yeah. i mean sure i would have loved to heard them say hey we have put the kid in the car for the whole season but yeah. i mean 10 races i think it is uh, that's yeah. that's a good yeah it's, it's just
1: another chance for him to prove himself and maybe he gets a full-time ride the following year yeah
0: that, that's true i mean you never, you never know it could happen uh it's just that i mean how old is priest now is like 26 27 he's like mid-20s yeah. So he's on like the older side of young drivers. So yeah. if he has his ten starts now and then next season, I mean, by no means old in race car driver you know, standards, but just the, the just yeah. the tendencies of the way that the you know series yeah, I think, is going. Yeah, everyone's
1: skewing younger, trying like getting all these young kids that are like twenty years old and stuff like that. But hey, twenty six is still young, so he's Damn, got man. time. Wish I was twenty six
0: again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too.
0: Um, what else you got on the news lineup there, right, Dan? That's, so a, that's, that's, that's a big item of news yeah, that, when you yeah, sent that, me that this
1: week. Yeah, I was, that was like, big what? One. Yeah. <laughs> um, the rest of it is just like I said, um, a lot of sponsor and paint scheme stuff. Like Discount Tire has always been the the premier sponsor on the twenty two car in Xfinity. They are going to renew that sponsor in Xfinity, but they're also going to be moving up to the Cup Series and sponsoring the number two car for a few races. So it's good for them. Um, STP, going to be sponsoring the 43 car for two races next year.
0: I'm glad that they're back for a couple of races. Who knows which one? They're going to do the throwback or something, yeah, probably. probably, probably.
1: Martinsville in another race. Whatever. Yeah. Probably the same two races that they did.
0: I, I feel like I'd, I'd like to see a bigger commitment from STP. It's, like, iconic yeah, with think the sport, that, and, like, you would think they'd want to be, yeah. you know, it's their automotive product, and you think think they'd want to be with the King still. And yeah. I mean, though the King is, like, kind of tactically retired, and the, the team has struggled a little bit. Yeah, but bit. that
1: 43 car is always going to be associated with
0: the King, no matter who's driving it. Oh, but, you know, of course, like, of course. Yeah. But that team needs to perform this year. Yeah. And their sponsor for next year is just kind of new like upstart company for mortgages. Click, click and close like it's sponsors like that welcome to NASCAR you know like of course always happy if, like when companies like want to get involved with the sport yeah but like when they don't when you don't have like long established companies that you know by name and it just kind of feels sometimes you feel like mm, it's just just like a little marketing thing for like a season or something like because yeah. Bubba's. I feel like Bubba is. A, I feel like Bubba's a talented driver, but he's also like a cool race car driver. And let's not forget that, like, you know, race car drivers ne- need some sort of personality and attitude to them. And yeah. for a while, I feel like we've gotten away. You know, we had a, a little watered down version of some of these younger drivers, but like, I mean, it just blows my mind when I see people. Uh, complain online about, oh, well, when Junior's done, I'm out. Jeff Gordon's retired, I'm out. This is, you know, it's not the, the same anymore. But it's like, I'm t- Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, yeah, uh, Ryan Blaney. be saying the exact same thing in 20 years when Chase Elliott's retiring, so... I, I mean, the future is bright with these guys. Yeah. I mean, they have personality, uh, and they're competitive. And yeah. that has been one of my favorite parts of watching the last few races, because I feel like the what Chase and... Denny making the contact and the way that Ryan was on the poll this weekend and the fact that both of them were in the round of eight, like, it's it's a statement to the rest of them being like, yo, like, we're here. Yeah. Like, I know, like, we were, like, the young guys, but you're going to have to deal with us every weekend in the top ten now. Yep. Um, So the last couple of things. Austin Dillon
1: and Chase Elliott had their 2018 paint schemes, like, released on social media. And they just look cool, just because they're going to be on the new Camaro. So, uh, Austin yeah, Dillon's, they kind of look cool. And yeah, Austin Dillon's—they have showed the AAA paint scheme, and for Chase Elliott, they showed the Hooters. So, those look cool. Um, the Dale, last thing I threw yeah, in there.
0: Yeah, you want
1: to talk about that for
0: a sec? Well, I just—I didn't even know this was really happening until I heard it on his podcast today. But Dale Jr. was talking about, I guess, when they have the banquet in mm-hmm. Vegas. They're gonna have the final show of his uh, appreciation. Still can't even say <laughs> yeah, that, but his uh, l- little appreciation tour yeah. f- for the retirement tour—it just sounded funny because the way that he was talking about it. They're gonna have this pretty much like a night with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and they're gonna it's yeah. gonna have guests gonna come out and. They're gonna talk. I remember like S N Y did something with like the '86 Mets team and uh, stuff. Yeah. Like the all, you know, and they have people come out and yeah. So Junior was like saying he was like, "Oh, I was just gonna sit there." And they were gonna find they were gonna get like a like a host, like some yeah. like a you know maybe a comedian or somebody. And then they were like, "You know what?" No, he was like, "Junior's gonna host it <laughs> with that guy Mike Davis, his um, like media guy." Uh, yeah. So they're gonna host it, but the way Junior was saying, he's like, "They're gonna have guests. They're gonna come out. And they're just gonna like talk about." You know, their times racing and stuff yeah. like that. But he has no idea who's gonna be on the show. So he exactly. says everything's gonna be a total surprise. Like everyone that comes out, yeah. like whatever they talk about, everything is just gonna be complete surprise to him. So cool. I thought that's a pretty cool idea.
1: Yeah, I like that. Did you see the championship four on Jesus? And Fallon?
0: all he's still using that. I'm sorry, I don't mean okay. to cut he's still using that as like a fundraising and trying to give back because all the proceeds that they make from the event, 100% of the proceeds of the event, he says go to Nationwide Children's Hospital. So even though they're you know, doing this big event, no one's yeah. trying to make any money off of it. And like NASCAR drivers are always giving back, and which is why they're some of the greatest guys in sports. Right on. So did you see the championship four on Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> I did. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't? I yeah. actually I watched, that, uh, I watched that today during lunch, because yeah. I didn't mean to. It was pretty good. Yeah, you didn't see it? No,
1: I saw them like come out on stage. I just like saw something on Facebook earlier, but I didn't like watch the whole thing.
0: I didn't know we were going to talk about this. Otherwise, I would have jotted down maybe <laughs> like a couple things that they said on it. Yeah. But uh, there was a couple. They did that. They, there was a couple of funny ones. Um, they did like this perlative things that oh, they I do mean, on yeah, Jimmy yeah, Fallon. Yeah. So he goes, oh, well, it's like championship four weekend, and uh, he does one on each and every one of the drivers. I think yeah. he's He voted, like, Kyle Busch, uh, Stewie Griffin lookalike. That one was pretty <laughs> good. And then uh, he's like, oh, wait a minute, what? Uh, yeah. And then, like, oh, we had the four guys here. They came out, and they did all one for him. Nice. <laughs> I think Kevin Harvick said something like, with the picture Jimmy Fallon was something like, Jimmy Fallon, like, oh, it's like his first time like sitting on a bidet or something (laughs) like that. They were pretty good. It was good. But of course, of course, fans on Facebook poo-pooed the whole thing.
1: Just like... I mean, you should be happy that the championship Ford NASCAR drivers are
0: on the Tonight Show in New York City. This is just NASCAR trying to appease these people. It's like, yo, NBC... First off, I'm sure NBC had more of a hand in putting them on. Oh yeah, Jimmy um, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Than NASCAR did. Yeah. I think I may have said Jimmy Kimmel because I think last weekend or last week, Dale Earnhardt was on. Yeah, Jimmy he was, Kimmel. Yeah. But I yeah, didn't I see mean, that. It's,
1: it's the the race. I'm assuming this race is going to be on NBC Four, right? Not NBC Sports. I don't know
0: uh, for sure, but I am willing to. Uh, I'm willing to bet that that is the case. Yeah. I mean, why would you not have your championship race on...
1: Yep, there it is, Homestead, Miami.
0: Yeah, 3.30, right? A little yep. twilight race. 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. S- still. So, actually, let's talk about Miami. I guess that's that's a good little segue little into segue, this yeah. weekend's
1: race. Because, speaking of paint schemes also, uh, Dale Jr. You know, announced this earlier, but he's got that... The uh, the old Budweiser paint scheme that he's going to be running, but there'll be Exalta on the car, which, meh, it's cool, but if it was a
0: Bud car, that'd be a lot cooler. That would be cool, but yeah. I, that was just another thing that a lot of people on social media complained about. I was like, I, I was big on social media this week, <laughs> I don't know, man, I was just all into the races, people had a lot of opinions, I was hitting up that Debris and Turn 3 Twitter page, yeah. come on guys, give us a follow <laughs> everyone's just shitting all over me when I make a comment. (laughs) How are you... Yeah, okay. Brooklyn's best NASCAR podcast. You guys got 20 followers. I'm like, yeah, dude. Way to be the guy that points out the joke, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, like, when it comes to the paint schemes, like, I'm, I'm one of those people that thinks it's not just the color scheme and, like, what it looks like. A lot of it has to do with the sponsor. So... When you see a paint scheme, you want to see that sponsor's name on there also. So, which Matt Kenseth got that right because he's running uh, the paint scheme from his rookie
0: season, which is the DeWalt Tools.
1: Uh, but
0: DeWalt scheme. is a still a sponsor of his on that car, number 20, that he drives yeah. now. So maybe Budweiser Dale Jr. and Anheuser just Bush like... sponsor Kevin Harvick now. Yeah.
1: So I could have I... made a deal, like a one race deal.
0: Listen, they could have made a deal. You're absolutely right. But I mean, Let they me went out of their way this. to make that
1: video. They could have said, "Hey, we'll give you a little money to run your last race."
0: But what about what about Exalta, though? All eyes are going to be on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, it's His true. Final race. They want all eyes on their name on the side of that car, also. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm I'm sure they paid handsomely to do that paint scheme and have their name on it and stuff like that. Yeah, so there's a lot of guys running their last
1: race this week got Dale jr. Matt Kenseth Danica Patrick. We don't know what she's going to do next year. And also Kurt Busch. We don't know what he's going to do either. Yeah. So there's a lot
0: of, I mean, he'll be back next year, but this is Casey Kane's last race in one of the premier teams. Yeah. Unless somebody, you know, brings him back, but I'm actually looking forward to Casey Kane being in that 95 car this year, because I've been real, that 95 team has shown strength yeah. And I I believe I think Michael McDowell's a good race car driver. I, I think Casey Kane's probably better. Oh, definitely. But I mean, so that car has been running stronger. Like maybe Casey Kane could put that car in the top fifteen. Yeah. But I mean he hasn't been able to do that really with the Hendrick car though. So yeah. We'll see. Um so
1: because this is championship weekend, uh there's no cup guys in Xfinity then. Right, is that how it works?
0: Yeah, so it's going to be a straight up race. Yeah, mano e mano. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, uh, and then you have team racing here. I don't know what that means.
0: Well, I put the team racing thing in there. Okay, so there's a little, little story behind team racing thing, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night after I watched Phoenix, I was just like wow like, what a race and I was just oh my god okay I got now like because I did not get up early on Sunday and I was back at work on Monday and I was like I I, I gotta do some stuff you know what I mean I gotta yeah. get this laundry done could spend some time <laughs> with the dog I gotta do you know I had things to do what I really wanted to do though was still watch that moto Gp race yeah so I finally got around uh, Monday I came home from work and it was like the first thing I did I just I gotta watch. I've like voided all spoilers. <laughs> the Hondas jump out one two. Mark Marquez is leader, and it's just like Danny Pedrosa is just running the block behind him. You know, yeah. like he's just running interference. To me, he was like. He was like Wedge going down in the trench trying to blow up the Death Star, yeah. you know? Or like Biggs. Yeah. He's just sitting duck back there for Darth Vader to blow him up, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on, man, go out for the win, throw those torpedoes into the uh, exhaust shaft. Yeah. But instead, he just sat there and like got blown up. And that's pretty much what Danny Pedrosa did until until Zarco zooms up through the field, takes the lead. I mean, that's, you don't need to get into MotoGP racing. Yeah. But like, the team racing came into hand, and then... Andrea DeVicioso, who's an Italian rider for the Ducati team, yeah, he gets stuck behind his teammate, the Spaniard, mm-hmm. who's racing for Ducati also. Because these Spaniards in the MotoGP, like they're all there's a big Spanish Italian rivalry in the MotoGP. Okay. So I was like, I'm like, come on, like Lorenzo, like let Dovizioso go by. Like they, the team is, they're even saying they're like they're putting it on the pit board. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And they they have, like, a little display on the bike. Like, they're saying to send them the message, like, let them go by. And, like, the guy, like, he didn't. Right. So, like, that's, you know, that's where, like, the team racing thing came from. Like, yeah. are these, are the team drivers going to give their teammates more room on the racetrack to pass? Or are they going to race these challengers for the championship harder? So, for instance, if, like, Kozlowski is coming up on, like, Kurt Busch. Yeah. Is Kurt Busch going to, like you know race him really hard but when Harvick reaches him he's probably just going to like move out of the way probably so how do the teams going to come into play in this race uh, and will you know do we have a controversy or do we have anything like what happened in the MotoGP maybe going to happen this Sunday at Homestead
1: um i don't know. this is the third year that they've doing this format so i can't i can't remember like what anyone did in like the last nothing, couple of years,
0: nothing blatant or nothing that really you know jumped off the screen as yeah. you know a guy kind of getting in somebody's way, but it's just the competitiveness is just yeah. you know it's just heating up and amping up every single year. I mean, I think, I think for
1: yeah, for someone like a teammate that isn't in the isn't in that final four, they'll let you know their teammate go, like Logano will probably let. Cause Lowski go if you ever got up to him or something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd imagine. So that's why I put team racing on there because I just okay. wanted to get your take on, you know, what might happen out on the racetrack, and yeah. I think it's something to think about. The other thing that I put on here was, <laughs> and you're gonna be like, why the hell? Ray Black Jr. <laughs> in a number fifty one car, yeah, Xfinity regular, two thousand sixteen Truck Series regular. From Palm Coast, Florida. That's why I always have an eye on this guy. Yeah. There's a lot of family down in the <laughs> Palm Coast area. Well, not so much anymore, but very close yeah. to Daytona, which is why when I was younger, I was able to go and enjoy all those racing at uh, Daytona, New Smyrna Speedway over there. But this guy was kind of like in the way at Texas. Yeah. Spun out. A couple times. Yeah. Yeah. And brought out the yellow flag, like impacted the race. So, just re- I put him on there also because it reminded me of this number eight car. Oh, just Caesar something or another. I, I Did I write it down? I don't know. No. In the Xfinity Series. He's a driver that Brennan Poole made contact with. This guy was making his first start in the Xfinity Series ever. So, yeah. should the playoff races be closed to non-charter teams?
1: No. And uh Elliot Sadler was talking about the same thing in the Xfinity race for this Saturday. He was saying that you know he knows that there's going to be these guys in like in the open cars that are going to be out there not running for anything specific but just to get out on the track and he's you know they're going to be in the way or they'll definitely have an impact at some point but I don't think they should close out just because it's the championship race like if you can pay to have your car on the track then you should be
0: there i happen to agree i mean that's just kind of part of nascar yeah but things are changing and it's just fiercely competitive uh, right now but
1: then again where do you draw the line because then what do you just say like oh only the top 35 in owner points gets to race then you know and then it's just yeah, you know, those guys should have a chance. And even
0: I wrote Ray Black down, uh, Ray Black Jr. on here, but I mean, he's starting for a chartered team. That number fifty-one team is chartered. Yeah. So, we when I asked posed the question, should non-chartered teams be able to make a start? Like th- that team would be considered in there. But now you have a driver though that's inexperienced in the Cup Series. It's so only made one start. Like, yeah. Should a driver? So even if the team is in the race, should they have to have a driver? pilot to car that's been behind the wheel for a minimum amount of races during a season. Nah. You still just think anybody yeah. should be able to be back there. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. The last thing that I put on the, Mi- you know, the look ahead to Miami was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple things. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm toying with the decision of going to a viewing party in the East Village for the race on Sunday. Which just sounds weird.
1: <laughs> that, uh, somewhere in the East Village would have a NASCAR race on.
0: Yeah, man. I don't. And I don't ask me how I found this, but I, I'm not big. I'm not a big social media guy. I'm, I'm trying to be more for because yeah. I'm trying to get like more involved with like the racing and and the and the show and the fans and the league and stuff like that. But I've never really been on Reddit. Do you ever go on Reddit? No. I mean, like maybe link to an article now and again, but there was a thread for a viewing party, New York City Championship Week viewing party, Sunday. And I was like, you had to RSVP to, by today if you really wanted to go. But I'm kind of like on the fence. First off, I'm like, who the hell's going to be at this thing? Yeah. There's no way of like scoping out who's going to be at this thing because it's, like, on Reddit, you know? Right. It's a like completely internet randomness, which yeah. is... But you said
1: it was. They had something to do with NBC, right? Well, or... in the
0: post, they just said that there would be kind of, uh, giveaways and stuff and courtesy of NBC Sports. Okay. So, I mean, NBC Sports is in the city, so I'm yeah. wondering if maybe the network or something is, like, having a little hangout, get-together or something. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, that might be cool, but then... You know me and you know the folks listening to the show know that I'm pretty particular. I, I kind of geek out when I watch the show uh, the races live. I have yeah. my whole setup. I got the race broadcast on. I got race view with the GPS <laughs> locator. I have on boards. I'm scanning the radios and I feel like I've been doing this for like most of the season that it's the championship week. I'm going to want to like do that for the yeah. last race. The also little part of the whole thing is I don't really know what kind of shape I'm gonna be in on Sunday because <laughs> I'm going I got tickets for hot water music.
1: Actually oh, nice. I don't have
0: I don't have tickets. I, I didn't get planning. tickets, but they're playing Warsaw up in Greenpoint. Yeah. And uh, my roommate made a phone call. He got us on the guest list for it. So yeah. they're playing with Strike Anywhere. So that's Saturday night.
1: Yeah.
0: And then Star Wars Battlefront two comes out this weekend on Xbox. And I'm probably going to be up all night long on Saturday playing that game because it's pretty. So fucking is that
1: awesome. is it? It's available like to download on Xbox One. The game, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you don't need an Xbox One S to play Battlefront Two. No. Okay. I mean, yeah. I still have a the the original 360, so I'm way behind on that.
0: I still have the original 362, and I still play some games on it from time to time. But love the 360. Love Xbox One. Yeah. Well, it's been a little buggy lately, but can't wait for uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which is probably going to keep me up all night uh, (laughs) before the race (laughs) this weekend. Yeah. And uh, definitely digging NASCAR Heat 2. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, most of the people that play the game fucking suck. (laughs) And they're just interested in crashing. Yeah. Typically, when you go and you play multiplayer, you do these, like, five-minute races because chances are you're just going to crash in the beginning. Right. And, like, if you don't make it, if you make it through the wreck, the great, you have a good race with, like, the three or four guys who are up front. Yeah. If not, then, like, uh, the next race is going to start in, like, five or six minutes. You usually right. do, like, little four to eight-lap races yeah. and stuff like that. But I've been, I linked up with a group of guys that have been racing the super speedways. Yeah. And it's been fun. Bump drafting, cool. trying to make some moves. Nice. But there's just some guys, man, that are just like. First of all, there's just one. Some guys are just all into wrecking and stuff like that, and and, and like they just like, they don't the even really play. Yeah, um, yeah. I got to get an upgrade. Gets get an Xbox One. I, I mean, I I, t- I would totally like to get into the iRacing and try that out and like yeah. race some modified racing. You have like, Thompson Speedway in that game, and they now have have some dirt tracks and sprint yeah. cars in there and street stocks and late models and stuff like that like it's like be fun to race yeah but to get a wheel and like the now a gaming computer and all that like there's no way there's no cool way to explain that when you bring a chick over to your apartment and you're like oh what's that well sweetie that's my racing simulator (laughs) yeah and i have no room here yeah, also not to mention that so... there's zero room in my apartment yeah.
1: whatsoever for a uh,
0: <laughs> a racing sim. Yeah. All right, let's do
1: it. Let's get to our predictions. All right, we're going to wrap for... up the show
0: with some predictions. Yes.
1: I have mine.
0: I wrote them down already. You wrote them down? I did. So, 35 races into the season <laughs> and you finally prepared yourself with your <laughs> your picks at the end. Yep. Well, you you, you were pretty good. You had Blaney on that poll. I did not see that one coming. Yep. Who do you have this weekend? So,
1: for the poll, I think this guy had trouble last week, trouble the last couple of weeks, but I think he's going to turn it around. I think Kyle Larson is going to get the poll. I like it. And twofold, I think Martin Truex Jr. gets the race win, which then gets him the championship
0: damn all right yeah okay my pole sitter yeah The number 78 furniture row Bass Pro Shops machine okay Martin Truex cool they're gonna come out strong they're the favorite and then the race winner Danica Patrick She's wow, gonna do it. Bold. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, man, it's gotta be one of these final four drivers, right? Yeah. The only other guy that I could see, maybe, stealing a win here at the end, is Kyle Larson. Because I I mean he almost did it last year at Homestead. He likes that he likes that track. Yeah. And I know that he would like to rub it in some of these guys' faces. You know, steal a win and mix it up with them at the end. And Although my heart tells me Martin Truex Jr. is going to do it this season, I just – the way that this – I don't think that we're going to get away from the controversy of a flawed system and that whole debate for an entire offseason. Martin Truex Jr. is going to lose out this championship, I think, and Kevin Harvick, the closer, he's just going to find a way. This, This guy just finds a way. And going back to what we talked about after his victory at Texas, Martin Truex looked concerned. Yeah. Like, uneasy that Kevin Harvick caught him and passed him. Yeah.
1: And uh, I think it was this day in 2014 that Kevin Harvick won at uh, Miami
0: and picked up his championship. Okay. The guy knows how to get it done. We've seen him. You know he's won a lot of races in this series. He's a champ, and I mean, I, I for Martin and Shelley, for the whole team, Cole Pern, all those guys. Uh, I, I mean, I they they definitely deserve it, which has been a topic that and a phrase you hear a lot on the posts lately. Yeah, but he deserves it. Well, you know what? There a lot of people in a lot of walks of life, deserve a lot of things, but you don't necessarily get them. And nothing's guaranteed in life, especially in stock car racing. you got to earn it. You have to earn it. You have to finish. You need to get to checkers. And this race, just like last year, is going to be checkers or wreckers. Kyle Busch, don't count him out. That guy is going to be in the top five the entire race. But I just... I can't see I, I, I just don't see him closing it out. And Brad, he is the consummate professional. Mm-hmm. He's certainly talented enough and he's you know, worthy of this final four. Yeah. But they just were not good last week. Yeah. No. And I'd just be concerned with the overall performance of the car. And it's gonna be a long shot for him to win. That's why I just I, I just feel like we're we we never get away from controversy in NASCAR, yeah. and I just feel like we're gonna see it again this week, and we're gonna have a bunch of people. The system is flawed. Martin deserved the win and all that, and uh, Martin's just been kind of snake bit for most of his career. And I mean, I'm pulling for him. I would like to see yeah. him get over that hump. Well, so I've I've, you know,
1: since the beginning of the season when he like started really on his hot streak and was just building up all these playoff points you know i've been saying all season long that i think that he could be the series champ this year so i can't go back on all those weeks of saying that so that's why i'm picking him but also he's up against three former series champions so you know it's going to be tough competition but
0: i think he can get it done it is going to be tough competition but like we said last week on the show i like the final um well, I liked where we were going. Like, we got to Final Four now with Kozlowski. It, like, fits. Yeah. You know, we had this, those three set. Kozlowski fits right in there. I think it was a good Final Four for, for the series. Yeah. All those guys are worthy of challenging for a championship. And I like that. It's like three ch- former champs and one guy trying to get that championship. Yeah. And he's been the defeated. You know, career season. He's equaled the amount of wins that he's had in his entire career in just this season. Yeah, and he is—he's a—he's a worthy of the championship. There's just one thing left to do, Martin, and that's win it. Win it or finish ahead of everyone else.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> win the
0: championship.
1: Oh, okay, I thought you were talking about the race.
0: Yeah, I like I said. Uh, so I had a—you uh, know—again, I got Har- Harvard for the race win because I just, just—it's just a gut feeling, man. It's yeah. all it is. Just a gut feeling. I got my heart. My heart is pulling for Martin. Yeah. Because just their their whole story. Yep. There's even some shitty NASCAR fans are online. I just this guy with his tears and all this. I I don't want to see it anymore. I don't care. Where do they? Where where where? Who who are you people? How are you so <laughs> nasty? How do you hate everything?
1: That's just people in in the social media age. But you know what? You just got to ignore all the haters and just do your own thing.
0: And I think that's a good place to end the show. I think it is, man. So, it was a good penultimate show for the season. Yep. We have one more. Yeah, we'll We'll be back next week for the championship championship. recap. Recap, yeah. And uh, until next time, my name is Matt. My name is Dan. This is Debris in Turn 3. See ya. We'll see ya.